2: Feeling
3: about this. Welcome to episode one hundred and seventy eight of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Hals Burkhart, and I'm your host, Will Witten. And here we go, guys! Late night Thursday session with a real worn-out hauls. And tired, uh, boy. tired boy, tired boy. Well, Will, <clears throat> thanks for taking the time off of set. I know you've had a bit busy shooting schedule this week, uh, filming *Stand by Me* to *The Reckoning*. You know it.
4: I squeezed it in there in between *Big Bang* and uh the next generation reunion tour
3: man you're you're having a fucking career resurgence aren't you buddy like no other Uh, all all, everything's coming up millhouse or we wheaton (coughs) anyways guys we got some cool stuff to talk about this week we're gonna talk about the latest episode of star wars resistance holograms secrets and holograms holograms and secrets something like that. We're going to talk about uh old Kevin Smith's reaction to being on the set of Star Wars episode 9. And then uh after emails, we're going to jump back on the news train to discuss some very very light episode 9 and Mandalorian spoilers. Now, when I say light, this is the kind of shit you're going to see in trailers. This is the kind of shit you're going to see when merchandise starts to hit. So, unless you're the most sensitive of spoiler-phobes, right? That would be afraid of spoilers. Um, Spoiler-phobes. Unless you're super sensitive about spoilers and want to know absolutely nothing. If you're the kind of person that's going to be going into episode 9 without watching a trailer or a TV spot or looking at toys or anything like that. um, Then you might want to avoid it. Otherwise, I don't think you're going to hear anything that you would be too bummed about. But... We want to put it at the end of the show, just to make sure. Don't want to bum anybody out because they heard something they didn't want to hear. Did it not get cold? So that's what we got going on tonight. And uh, some shenanigans will ensue, I'm sure. So how's your week been, buddy? been pretty good. Right I can't on. Can't complain. I hear you. I hear you. I had a long one at work today, dude. I'm worn out.
4: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You work hard all the time.
3: Yeah, and I uh I definitely aggravated my fucking uh Carpal tunnel. Car carpal tunnel big time today.
4: That sucks.
3: Yeah, it's you know what? Like when I first brought up having it on the show, like Eric Struthers, Robbo, Lin, uh Emily Lind, and Tracy moon all hit me up with some excellent suggestions for stretches and braces and things to use and it I honestly have not had a real problem with it in a while you know what i yeah. mean like it's been a couple months maybe even a few months since it's really flared up but today dude it is bad it hurts from like my shoulder to my the tips of my fingers on one side
4: oh man that sounds terrible
3: <laughs> yeah what can you do i gotta type all day from my damn job that's your job i need like a like um, one of those uh sight keyboards like where it watches my eyes and i just dance around and look at the the letters and shit
4: oh that would be cool
3: (sighs) anyways before we jump into all the fun star wars news let me give you guys some business you can like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast. You can email us at blue at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Blue Harvest Pod. We have a Patreon page where every Monday we post brand new Blue Harvest bonus content, such as Year by Podcast with our buddy Steel, Blue Harvest Adventures with our buddies Robbo and Colleen, guys, I am having brain fart potholes bad right now. Drawing blanks. Brain fart potholes? That sounds horrifying. (laughs) Um, Cooking with Will. Oh, no, it's Hall solo. Uh... Steve versus the prequels, which we will be scheduling sometime soon now that football season is sort of wrapping up. I bet our buddy Steve is going to be available to record a commentary. (laughs) (laughs) And a whole lot more. Uh, So yeah, check that out, patreon.com slash blueharvestpodcast. The Blue Harvest Holiday Special is on sale right now, and for as little as $4, you can get over four hours of Star Wars-related holiday podcasting goodness, and all of the proceeds from the sale of that holiday special go to help out the Castle Toy Run. So you can check that out at blueharvestpodcast.bandcamp.com you can check the Kessel Toy Run out at the Kessel Toy Run on Twitter and Instagram or the Kessel Toy Run on Facebook Uh, Brandon's still sharing pictures of a lot of awesome stuff coming in I'm I'm real proud of our listeners that have bought the holiday special or sent gifts in to the Toy Run man, it's looking like it's going to be another awesome year for the Toy Run, making kids happy so, good on you guys um we're part of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. We're the carpal tunnel of podcasts on the network. Uh, what, what other podcasts are on the network, you may be wondering. Now, this is Podcasting Steel Wars Rebel Girl. This is List, Rogue One, Podcast 2187, Tarkin's Top Shelf, First Order Transmissions, and the Cargo Hold. And there we have it. That's the business. A, a brain fog business. It was good. It was still good business. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Thanks for the assist in there. Hey, hey, hey. All day. All day. Um, so, why don't we kick it off with someone we're both pretty big fans of. And that's our buddy, Kevin Smith. Um, Kevin Smith is out doing press for his new stand up special. It's actually the stand up special he was filming when he had his heart attack. Um and he was on Good Morning America this week. Um with two hosts whose name I don't know because I don't watch Good Morning America unless there's gonna be a damn trailer or something. <laughs> and it's about the only time I'll be turning it tuning into Good Morning America. But um he was on there promoting the the stand up special and while he was doing that he also dropped a little tidbit about visiting the set of episode nine. So you want to check that out with me, Will? Hell yeah. Well, give me just a second and I'll get it set up so we can hear and see Mr Smith Mr Smith talking about his experience. I there.
4: really liked Chris I mean, I really liked like getting to know his movies. Intimately, and then going to see, um, the release, the Q and A release where he was there.
3: Oh, the, um, Red State.
4: Of Red State, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. We could uh, we could talk about that a little bit after we watch this, um, this was clip. Steve was, there with us. Yeah, Steve went with us. He was, yeah, it's yeah, a good he ass was. time. But here, let's hear what he has to say.
0: Thank you. so um, i have a question for you big to hear. I'm not big time and i'm a small time director but i was just on a big time movie set i was just over in england and i visited j.j uh, abrams on
4: He's Star so skinny. Wars, oh. Star
0: Wars movie.
5: And you can't speak, can you? No,
0: oh my lord. They make you sign so many non-disclosure agreements that if I said anything, somebody pop out with a lightsaber I've cut my hand off. You're probably so, already
3: in trouble for mentioning it. Probably just for
0: mentioning <laughs> it, but I do want to like say this. While I was there, number 1, JJ's doing the lord's work, man. This movie looks fantastic. It's a year away, but man, oh, wow. it looks fantastic. I wept on set cuz I saw somebody give a career best performance. Somebody oh. I've seen in these movies before. I rolled a tear. It was so darn powerful. Biggest set i've ever seen in my life like it was it's it's like it's the dude's not directing a movie it's like he's directing a small country like the thing is so massive and i sat there for a week and watched the scene two scenes get filmed one of them was absolutely amazing i heard plot details and stuff movies could be fantastic so i got to watch somebody else direct normally like i'm a director i got to watch quality direct so i walked away learning a thing or two from jj man like That's so i awesome. actually think we go make a new movie in uh, in the new year we're making a sequel to jay and silent bob strike back called oh. jay and yeah. silent bob Reboot. yes thank you so i'm ready man having just come off the star wars set i'm ready to put all that to to you know work now granted he's got a zillion dollar budget and we have like eight so uh it'll be a smaller production
3: well there you go you can see that and hear that okay oh yeah okay <coughs>
4: He's so skinny.
3: Yeah, man, that heart attack scare really put the fucking fear in him, huh, man?
4: Yeah, it did.
3: Yeah, he's looking good, man. That's probably, I've been following Kevin Smith since, like, Mallrats? So, 96, 97, and that's the the smallest I've ever seen him, for sure. Agreed. Uh, So, what were your takeaways from his uh, little anecdotes about being on the set?
4: Uh, one of the things that stuck with me is how big it was, mm-hmm. You know how big the sets are. That's a good sign for me, because you know how much I love practical effects. And um, hearing the powerful description of the career best performance, that's exciting.
3: Yeah. Very exciting. That's the one that people seem to be really honing in on on Twitter. And I've seen a lot of like... I mean, at this point, it's all guesses. Somebody's bound to be right, but... You know, it does make you wonder who is he? Who's he talking about? Was it was it Adam Driver? Was it uh, Daisy Ridley? Was it uh, da, da, da John Boyega or Oscar Isaac? Was it Mark Hamill? Was it Billy D. Yeah, Williams? Right. Like you know, <laughs> it could be any you of do these. No. Yeah, it's hard to say. Um, I'm no joke. I'm a little surprised. That they, they let him back on set because, if I'm not mistaken, back in the Force Awakens, making of the Force Awakens days, he got to go visit the set. Uh, he was invited by JJ. And um, maybe let a little too much slip out. Like really? I, I don't think he dropped any big spoilers, but I think he definitely may have dropped some stuff that they didn't want him to say. I can't remember exactly what it was right now, especially right now. Um but yeah, it's I don't know, man. I like I like I've always liked Kevin Smith's enthusiasm for Star Wars. Um and, you know, honestly, it's not it's not all that different than what he was saying when he got to go to set to uh see The Force Awakens, especially the the crying thing. Like he said he cried when he got to go on the Millennium Falcon. I that might have Right, been he didn't
4: give anything away.
3: Mm-mm. no he didn't he didn't um i also like that kevin smith and jj J. abrams are buddies at least buddies enough that jj J. abrams is like yeah come check out star wars episode nine you know yeah <laughs> um yeah i would um i would kill kill to see what he got to see and uh i'm hoping after episode nine comes out that he elaborates more on on what specific performance he got to see and uh you know which one it was that he said was like a, a career best performance from one of the actors. <clears throat> the fact
4: that he's that excited, but I mean, you know, you knew he was gonna be excited. Yeah, yeah. It's Jay it's it's Kevin Smith and he loves you know
3: star wars
4: (coughs) i like to hear that jj abrams is doing god's work like i know he is
3: (laughs) um yeah and i wonder what this giant set was that he got to see you know i'm wondering if that's another one of those things we'll be able to sort of pick out um to me at least personally it seems like they're doing a little less, and really, I I can't say this for sure, but it seems like they're doing a little less, uh, sort of out in the open filming than they did for episode eight, because in episode eight there was the Dubrovnik leak where they were filming the Canto Bite stuff. There was all kinds of pictures from when they were filming that, right? And then there yeah. was also the. Um, all of the Ireland leaks where they were filming the 2 stuff with like Luke and Ray, um, and making Star put out a lot of pictures from that filming and stuff back in the day, <coughs> including some of the pictures from the deleted scene with the Raiders. You know what I'm talking about? Where Ray thinks they're coming or Luke makes her think they're coming to, um, raid and attack the caretaker's village and she goes and it's like the dude caretaker's coming to hang out and party. Um, There were some leaks from that and they got pictures of that and originally thought it was Knights of Ren because they were like all in black and stuff. But, you know. That's kind of crazy. But as far as episode nine goes, it seems that there has been a lot of less of that like the only pictures i'm aware of that have come out from the actual shooting locations were the ones we saw that came out of like the sort of grassy area with poe and chewy and finn hanging out together right and other than that like there was some there's been some pictures of some sets at Black Park in England, but no pictures of like actual filming going on. And same thing with the filming that they're doing and or were doing. I think they're done now. Uh, in Jordan, there were some pictures of the filming locations, but not the actual, you know, filming taking place. Right. Right. So, I think that's that's interesting. It makes me feel like they're doing it a lot more under wraps. Probably because of J.J.'s involvement. You know, he likes to keep that stuff secret. And probably... And I
4: think they're learning and refining the process of how to be more secretive as these films progress.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
4: I think, you know, that's probably... They're getting a little better at it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's not
4: the main thing. I mean, obviously because J.J.'s involved, but...
3: You're probably right. They probably do have some extra security members' uh, measures and protocols in place to you know, curb, that kind of thing. Uh, I just don't think, you know, in this day and age, I don't think you can be 100% successful in trying to keep everything hidden, you know? Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Um. But yeah. <clears throat> um, there's also this rumor going around. I don't know where it started. It was not, you know, officially confirmed by lucas film or or disney or anything like that there's this rumor going around online that there's going to be an episode trailer or some episode nine or trailer or some kind of footage released this month and i don't buy it i think they're going to stick that
4: just doesn't make sense
3: yeah i mean you know when you look at the the release schedule for trailers and stuff in the past the most sense would be that we get the first trailer at celebration next year around, you know, April. Right. Um, Right. And then another, like the full trailer sometime in September or October, more than likely October. Um, So yeah, I don't know. Unless they're just hoping that if they put out a little teaser, like they did for the force awakens back on black Friday of 2014, like, unless they're hoping they can do that and that will cause, like, just get the hype train rolling and they can just, like, snowball that for the next year until the movie comes out. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know if that's going to be the case, though. It's crazy to think, like, a year from now when we're recording, it'll be our episode before episode nine comes out, the end of this trilogy. That's crazy. That's crazy. Oh yeah, especially when you think about how fast—at least for me—this year has seemed to gone by. Like, we're almost to a year anniversary of the last Jedi coming out, and it it has gone by so quick.
4: It seems like they made Star Wars in no time flat compared to how long it took them in the past.
3: I mean, relative to the prequel trilogy, which is the one I have the most you know, experience of living through like the production and release of like, yeah, it seems like this happened fast, you know, considering I was in high school when the first prequel movie came out and then was out of college when the third one came out. Yeah.
4: That's a long time.
3: Yeah. That is a long time. Anyways. Um, so next up, I guess we'll talk a little Star Wars Resistance. What would you think about this newest episode? I
4: really liked it. Uh, it was real espionage intense. Espionage. It's like a spy episode. But it, yeah, I mean, it, it was light at the same time because of, oh, God, uh, the ace pilot. What's her name?
3: Tora Doza.
4: Tora Doza. Right. She kind of lightened things up a little bit. It kept it from being too heavy.
3: Okay. First off. The episode starts with her playing the equivalent of a Star Wars video game. You guys got to do a much better job at looking, making video games and Star Wars look cooler than that shit. That shit looked like Star Wars Connect.
4: That's exactly what it looked like.
3: I, I, I was like, I don't know that I would play that game.
4: That's exact I knew you were going to say. Something. I was like, Hawes will not be impressed with that video game uh-uh. when I watched that. That's ex- exactly what I thought.
3: I've always wondered what a video game in Star Wars looks like, and now that ben I've Halls seen it... here to tell you, mm, not that. Not that great. They're still on, like, fucking Vectrex. I mean, they, you know, they're a little above Atari 2600.
4: Who, up- who uploaded the Atari
3: graphics to the Hollow meter <laughs> <laughs> I thought you guys were supposed to be technology advanced. Like I'm But seeing- you know that's kind of the feel. You know, yeah, like I
4: know. but The 70s computer screen... Clunkiness kind of is immortalized. I'm you. Know, in Star Wars, com- you know,
3: people walking stuff. around with fucking robot legs and in spaceships and stuff. And you tell me you can't hook me up with some graphics that look better than a fucking coin-op Although arcade. Also,
4: communicators have to be the size of a lipstick stick tube. Yeah. You know, you'd
3: think you could just. Yeah, that's a good easily. point.
4: And you're still using headsets. Okay. Awarde, so I am just saying.
3: So now that I've got that out of the way, secondly, I need to know. What the fuck that animal is that she has as a pet? Is it Bubbles? She calls it Bubbles. It no, is. Like, it. it is like a mix between a raccoon and a dog and a chicken and it's a got lizard.
4: Chicken legs, but it's a dog with a flat face. It's, it's, it's an interesting creature. It is. It's interestingly it, adorable. It, it like, pees purple. It pees, yeah. It pees purple or it poops purple.
3: Well, if that was a poop, she needs to fix up its diet because that shit was hey, you liquid. Don't know.
4: What if what if the thing only eats sardines?
3: Well, if it only eats you'd sardines, you'd have I, purple poop too if you all you were eating was. No, sardines. I'm not talking the col- a color. I'm talking consistency. It was liquid. I, I know. Like, well, maybe its species doesn't poop solid matter. Ooh, then I don't know about having it as a pet. You know what I'm saying? Like every pet Maybe has it an lives accident. On a every
4: diet of purified prawn or calamari or space squid.
3: Oh, oh my goodness! You're making ha- you're making having this thing as a pet sound less and less appealing.
4: Congratulations, biology. <laughs>
3: um, but yeah, I'm with you. I like the sort of sneaking around, uh, spy. At first, I was like, oh, this is gonna be like a a Tora Doza centric episode and it was but yeah, i thought definitely. she was going to be yeah. the main the main focus like i didn't even think Kaz was going to show up at first because
4: basically them dodging the first order
3: yeah and the uh, the first order plot seems to be moving along even more like you know is it racing along no but it's inching along and each time uh something then... new comes up it's it's fairly interesting i think
4: Kaz found, oh, I guess this is a spoiler for anyone that hasn't seen the episode. I guess I would stop now. We've been talking about it already, but I'm about to talk about something spoiler-ish. So if you haven't seen the episode, you may want to fast forward a couple minutes or whatever. But uh, Kaz finds Doza's old Imperial uniform in the closet yep. when he's in there.
3: Yeah. So, so he was, like
4: dun, 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 what's up with that?
3: So he used to be part of the empire. That is the big reveal of this episode. I'd say <clears throat> old Doza used to be part of the empire. Now he's,
4: I mean, that's not entirely that surprising. Honestly, honestly, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, where he'd learned, you know, authoritative administrative skills.
3: I'll, I'll be interested to see like how that plays out like is he going to cuz it's definitely going to be addressed um but is he going to have like look back on his his time in the empire with remorse is he going to be i don't know you know what I mean like I don't know how they're going to they're going to take mean, that I
4: mean for me I would I, mean, I don't know but I imagine probably a lot like galen urso you know you have to do what you have to do within the galaxy for the survival of your family
3: yeah yeah i can sort of see that um i wonder uh yeah i don't know i i honestly i'll be honest did not see that coming like i've sort of suspected from the get-go that he was sort of the the mole that was working with the first order on the station. Although I don't know that that's really the case. Like, I don't think so. I think there might be somebody else sort of on the station feeding the first order Intel and he's they're trying to make you th- think it's him. Cause he is, you know, contemplating working with the first order at this point, maybe Frodo Baggins. Oh, I fucking hate that character. He's a, he's a fucking snitch in this episode. Indeed. Yeah, when he popped up, I was like, God damn, that's Frodo Baggins. He's back again. Don't call it a comeback. Rucklin, isn't that his name? Something like that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Wasn't a fan of him in this episode, just like I wasn't a fan of his Draco Malfoy ass in the last episode. <clears throat> oh, But Draco Malfoy's cool. No, he ain't. He's a dick, and his daddy's a dick. It's a family full of fucking dicks. Slytherins. you a dick, and your daddy a dick. You a dick, your daddy a dick. Your whole your whole house is full of dicks. Slytherins talking to snakes and shit. No wonder nobody trusts you.
4: Expelliarmus.
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> the next episode they put up a oh. Another thing that I thought was kind of interesting, when they're walking around in the marketplace, right, and Tora sees like that crystalline crystalline egg or gem or whatever that she picks up, that vendor, I think that might have been a fucking Bothan.
4: I didn't pay that close attention, but now that you've said that, I feel like you might be right.
3: The reason I say that is because in the old EU stuff... That's sort of how they were always portrayed. Because, you know, we've never really seen a, a member of the Bothan species in the movies, right? Right. So, uh, but they were always sort of portrayed that way. And I don't know, man. I think that might have been a Bothan. I meant to look, because they put out... It's a it's a shame, because I used to like um, Rebels Recon on YouTube, which was kind of their, like after show for rebels each episode like they'd put out a uh thing on youtube that would sort of go over the plot points and give some background information about like you know artistic designs and um story points and things like that inspiration right and they don't really do that for resistance they do do these like sort of short two or three minute little wrap-up videos where they'll give, like, a quick succession of facts and details about the episodes, but not as in-depth as Rebels Recon. And it's a shame. I wish they did. Hopefully, the, that kind of thing will be on the Because eventual... there's so
4: much there you can do. Just so much.
3: <laughs> yeah, man, and, like, I, I don't know. Like, even if I wasn't a super big fan of, like, that week's episode of Rebels... I always found the, the after show thing on YouTube interesting because it would always give me some sort of insight into like why they made certain decisions or like, oh, did you catch this in the background and things like that? Like, I like that kind of thing. Um, yeah. So hopefully they do that sort of thing for the eventual like DVD and Blu-ray release for Resistance, but I don't know. I don't know if they will. I don't know how well this show is doing for them or or anything like that. I would be interested to see. I don't think it's that hard to look up ratings. I'm just lazy, you know what I mean? Like, I well, know.
4: I wouldn't know what they meant.
3: Me neither. Anytime I look up ratings, they'll be like, "Oh, it got a 1.2," and I'm, oh, so does that mean 1.2 million people watched it, or is that 1.2 percent of all TV viewers watched it? Like, I don't understand how that shit works. I need it broken down. In like shit, a way I can understand like when they'll be like, oh, the Game of Thrones finale was watched by ten million people. Uh, oh, okay, I understand that. That's a lot of peoples. <coughs> All right. <clears throat> so I think that's Nielsen. I don't. Yeah,
4: yeah, I don't know.
3: Yeah, you know, Jesse and I were a Nielsen family for a little while. We really. Yeah, we got the offer in the mail, um, and like. They send you like five bucks, and they're like, "Fill out this survey and send it back," and then we sent that back to them, and then they sent us a booklet where we had to log what TV we watched, you know, like basically a diary of what TV we watched through the week. And then I they think, don't
4: give you a box that watch that. The-
3: no, see, I think it goes in steps. I think if they had approved of our our diary, your um,
4: diet, if your if you get. I bet they analyze what you watch. And if you watch enough, you know, of the rainbow, you, you're you in.
3: Right. Yeah, I, I don't know how that works. But I think we were a step away from getting the Nielsen box. You know, I don't even know that they do the Nielsen box anymore. I think they do. Um, but we were definitely, um, like, we had to feel like, like it was this booklet. And so we had to be like, well, we watched comic book, man, from this time to this time. And we watched uh, Impractical Jokers from this time and then this time. And uh, we watched The Goldbergs. You know what I mean? Like, if anything, I bet you we, the didn't, we didn't go on to the next step because we didn't watch enough sort of traditional TV. Because you can't fill in, like, huh, I watched um, <laughs> three hours of Toy Galaxy on YouTube. I don't think that counts, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um all right. So let me do a quick check just to make sure I didn't pass over any like sort of regular Star Wars news, but I think that's pretty much it. It hasn't been a super busy week. Um Oh, there was some fucking <laughs> there was an article I read today that people were estimating that something like 200,000 people we're gonna try to visit. They're estimating two hundred thousand people trying to visit Galaxy's Edge. What? Uh, when it first opens or something like. Uh, hell no, hell no. I ain't going on. A, I wasn't planning on going on opening day anyway. To be fair. Um. Man. So yeah, when I look up Star Wars news just to see if I. It um, reminds me of anything I'm skipping over. It's all it's all about Kevin Smith and Galaxy's Edge, and fucking some uh, that expensive. Uh, did you hear about this? Like you know, Columbia, the uh, the winter wear maker, like they make yes. jackets and stuff. They're releasing um, an Empire Strikes Back crew jacket that's in a pretty much pretty much exact replica of the crew jackets that were given to the filming team when they were in, uh, Iceland or Norway, Norway filming, okay. um, the Hoth stuff, $500 and way too big of a coat for me, for my ass to wear down here. Like it may get cold enough one day out of the year to wear a coat of that magnitude. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So, what we're going to do, we're going to move on to emails and voice message, and then after we finish those, I'm going to fill my buddy Will in here on some very light Episode 9 and Mandalorian spoilers. Like I, I said... I was thinking
4: about that jacket. If there's a nuclear winter, you know, at least
3: you'll have it for that. See? Look, look, you guys, Will is one of those, uh, What's what do they call them? Doomsday preppers. Doomsday preppers. You should see his pantry. It's just filled with gallons of water and... Cans of green beans and fucking portable I got portable ammo toilets. cans
4: on ammo cans on ammo cans,
3: portable toilets. Uh, it looks like um, a hidden room you'd find out and find in Fallout 4. You know what I mean? And you'd never want to leave it, you'd never have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, so yeah, here's the plan we're going to kick it off with a little musical ditty from our buddy Steve A.D. After we hear that, we're going to hear some voicemails from a few buddies a couple of emails and then after that we're going to do a very light like I said very light episode 9 slash uh, Mandalorian spoiler discussion and then we'll be out of here um, but I'll give you guys a warning before we move on to that like I said just don't want to bum anybody out like I know how I am about spoilers um, personally these are not ones that bother me but you know also understand not everybody feels the same way as me Um, you know, I had a couple of things spoiled in the lead up to episode seven, none of the big stuff, but still stuff that kind of bummed me out to know, you know, and I never would want to do that to you guys. Or like I did to that poor bastard who I spoiled game of Thrones for one episode. Jeez. Oh, wow. Yeah. Bad move on my part. Anyway, here's our buddy, Steve. A D.
0: Kia D. Kia D. K, Cockhead! The only Jedi master who can crash box Kia D, Cockhead! cockhead. Running around you bitches with his cockhead! He's a big Surian stud. He loves to split chicks with his butt. Kia D, Cockhead! cockhead. Stroke his cone and suck on his balls, kid. Cockhead! What you gonna do when he comes on you now? He's a Jedi Council stooge, but he'll be plump and spooge tomorrow. Cockhead! Blue her Cockhead! Harfburger Cockhead! Cockhead! We'll win Cockhead! Goose Paint, Cockhead! G Money Cockhead! King Tom Cockhead! Joe.
3: All right, first up, we got a voicemail from a guy who uh, routinely kicks off our voicemail segment. He's a seer, he looks into the future and he makes predictions about robots in a Han Solo movie, and they turn out to be correct. He's a king. A ruler of all Toms. The king of all Toms, King Tom. And this is what he has to say this week.
2: Hey, Haws and Will, it's King Tom. Great show last week, as always. I enjoyed your response to Billy Bob's email where he was requesting recommendations for various legends, books and things, and... Yeah, I think um, the Thrawn trilogy, definitely a good place to start, even if I do have some problems with it. And I hope you guys don't mind, but I have a few other suggestions I would like to share uh, about legends. These are all books, I think, to, to look into. First, I would I would start with the Brian Daly Star Wars trilogy, or Brian Daly Han Solo trilogy, Han Solo at Star's End, Han Solo's Revenge, and Han Solo with the Lost Legacy these were published, I think, before Empire came out, and even though there was only Star Wars at the time, they are still very true to Star Wars and the character of Han Solo and what uh, would become of him, and they're just fun books, and they're good books. I would I would highly recommend those. Um, not a lot of people like it, but I'd also say to look into the... It came out about 10 years ago, the Death Star novel. It was written by two guys. It just has a... It's a quick, fun book, I don't know how quick it is, but it's big but it's a quick read, Um, it's a fun book about people who were on and around the original Death Star, obviously it's nowhere close to canon anymore, but it's, I like it, and then um, finally, at least for this I would say the Darth Plagueis novel, which is my favorite legend novel, Um, and to me it's one of those things that it's canon, excuse me, that was my windshield wiper it's canon until something comes out to replace it uh, it, it, yeah, it tells the story of Plagueis, but it also tells the story of Sheev, and it really does a lot of things that makes the prequel trilogy make more sense. And speaking of the prequel trilogy, I know technically they're not legends, but I would also recommend the three novelizations for the prequel trilogy movies, especially Attack the Clones. That book it has about like a third new content. Uh, stuff that wasn't in the movie, stuff that I think the author just made up for the book, that really expands on the characters and relationships. And then the Revenge of the Sith novel, th- that's one of the best Star Wars books of all time. It just It's, it's such a good book, and yeah, it, you have to read that. Uh, the one thing I would recommend to stay away from, the obviously, the uh, Dark Horse miniseries about Kitty Mundy. Ah! That's just me. What? Anyway, thank you for listening. Um, Will, if you see Patrick Stewart, tell him the king said hi. Thanks for a great <laughs> podcast, oh. and I'll talk to you guys later.
3: <laughs> man, I hope the Will Wheaton jokes are something that becomes a running gag.
4: I'm going to tell Patty Stew you said hey. Patty Stew.
3: Um, man, King Tom, I got That is say, a well-read
4: Star Wars, man. Oh, yeah. Far more than
3: I. Oh, far more than I me. I mean, Now, I'll say, I've read all of those books he recommended, save for the Death Star book. I never read that, so I might check that out myself. Um, And they're all solid recommendations. Like, that Brian Daly Han Solo trilogy is a lot of fun. Um, And I think we mentioned Plagueis last week? I can't remember. I know I mentioned the X-Wing books, which I was a big fan of.
4: think you mentioned the bane book the darth bane
3: maybe i didn't mention darth bane i can't remember man i can't remember what we talked about 38 minutes ago um yeah yeah i think those are some solid uh, dude uh, king tom is a well-read star wars fan I, i don't know if he's ever if there's ever been a star wars book he hasn't read uh good and bad uh Oh. I and know. I
4: would trust his review be, like, By anyone else's
3: Oh yeah for sure Mainly because you know just uh, From a personal standpoint A lot of King Tom Mine and King Tom's views on Star Wars Seem to line up Pretty well you know what I mean I mean
4: I feel like he knows quality yeah. I trust
3: King yeah. Tom's eye for quality He's got that
4: royal eye for quality That American picker's Eye for quality Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> I don't know why this popped into my head just now when we were talking about this maybe because it involves star wars writing of a, a fan related nature um so did you hear um the tumblr drama this week
4: something i something only like, like tumblr banning adult content
3: yeah so i've never been a tumblr guy like i've checked it out once or twice just poked my head in see what's going on and been like yeah i don't know I, don't know if this I always is really
4: heard missing. that Tumblr belonged to the Overwatch folks. Or League of Legends or something, you know, like.
3: Really? I you know what? From what I saw, it, it seemed to be like a just about any any fandom had their sort of c- corner of I mean, Tumblr, yeah,
4: that's but. what I thought what Tumblr's were was fandom pages.
3: It is. Or what well, it is, was, whatever. <clears throat> um But yeah, I, I read this article that said that. I don't know, part of the reason uh, that they were taking the explicit content off of Tumblr was because the app got removed from the iOS store this we- or in the last couple of weeks, and it got removed because there was some, like, illegal content on Tumblr. I don't know. I didn't research it that much because, like I said, I'm, like, not invested in the Tumblr community. Um, it just sounds dirty. But... I'll give you a quick anecdote, anecdote. So the first time I checked out Tumblr uh, was in the lead up to The Force Awakens. So I go on the site, didn't make an account or anything, and I just search Star Wars, right? And I'm scrolling through, and I find, you know, Star Wars cosplay pictures, GIFs from the movie, all kinds of stuff. And then I'm like, oh, I want to see... If anybody's done any good um, uh, BB-8 artwork, because I was all about BB-8 at the time, right? Like, I was like, right. oh, man, I'm going to collect the shit out of BB-8. So I searched BB-8, and one of the first story things I find is a very graphic piece of fan fiction uh, written by a gentleman. It, it had accompanying artwork and the story was about this gentleman having sexual relations with BB8.
4: Oh no. No no. Yes. What is the rule is it rule 32?
3: Oh is that is that the thing that's like if it exists there's porn of it or like Yes. Uh, yes.
6: And I was I like think- oh
3: Okay, That's I, I see what you're up to, Tumblr. Do your thing. Not my thing, but do your yeah.
4: thing. Oh, I see what goes on here. Well, let me just close this door back and lock it.
3: Oh, my God. Oh, poor BBA. Did you hear that? That was my fuck I, oh. of all days to not have my phone fucking oh. muted. Oh. <laughs> That's my text tone on my phone, and the one time I don't fucking... <laughs>
4: No, that sounds like poor BB-8 getting in the porthole.
3: Oh, buddy. Oh, BB-Buddy. Buddy Buddy-8. Buddy That's what I think it stands for. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> poor BB-8. All right. Um. Next up, we have voicemail from Jim, who dropped the revelation last week that he thought you were Will Wheaton. Wheaton let's hear what he has to say
6: hey hall hey will it's jim keeper of real uh and uh I just wanted to clarify the last thing on the will Wheaton deal uh the only reason I thought it was uh will you never misled me with uh with quoting robot chicken will it was uh it was just me looking it up on i m d b what I thought was your name, and I must have just, in hindsight, I must have just typed Will Wheaton, oh, oh there he is, and, uh, that's it, but, uh, so, I was listening to episode 49, and Johnny Grasso brought up the idea that, uh, what if Ben Kenobi was, uh, an alien, and he's, like, a hundred and something years old, and, uh, uh, Ray is really a hundred and nine, <laughs> But I think I like my idea more with the uh, you know, Obi Wan's Obi Wan and he's hooked up with some alien chick that uh you know whatever. Or uh or or Luke Skywalker. I I prefer Luke <clears throat> Nineteen year old Luke who hooking up with an alien. Um but uh yeah, me and Grasso came up with the same thing. But uh my question to you guys is uh who uh would win? Um Now, this is uh, Luke Skywalker in his prime as a pilot, or Poe Dameron in in his prime, dogfight style. But also, um, I'd like to know, you know, who's the better shot? you think that Luke would win because he's so in tune with the Force, or Poe had the the Force tree, uh, if that's still a thing. Grew up with it. Uh, But, um, man, who's the better shot? Who'd win in a fight? That's what I got to know. All right, man. And, uh, hey, though you want uh, Ray's lightsaber to be yellow and double-edged? Come on. And the hilt looks like her old staff. You know you want it. You know you want that. It's got to be. Bastilla. And When Will thought in an episode that the crystal was split, I was thinking that a double-edged lightsaber that you could actually split and make a single, uh, you know, it's all fanboy shit, but... Man, what's so wrong with fanboy shit? God. And Darth Vader and Darth Maul should face off at the end of Han Solo 3 when there's already been side movies. He's come across Boba Fett, all that shit. And, uh, you know, I'm totally down with Crimson Dawn and that whole saga. I'm ready. I heard it's not going to happen. Bullshit. We'll make it happen because the fans get what they want in Star Wars. That's what Rian Johnson doesn't get, but uh whew, we'll talk about what the few problems that I have with Force uh with uh, last Jedi one of these days cuz I was exactly like you lover of everything Star Wars until this movie It just turned oh, ooh ooh rubbed me the wrong way. I'll explain one day. All right, gentlemen, have a great night or day. Night. <coughs> See ya.
3: So, who do you think would win between Poe Dameron and Luke, buddy?
4: Honestly, I think Luke would win because I think Luke would conquer his emotions and be in tune with the Force. Um, I do think Poe's the better pilot. If you show me a Poe in Episode Nine that's more level-headed and methodical and not so aggressive and fiery... I would say that Poe Dameron wouldn't. I do think Poe Dameron's the better pilot. I just think, you know, Luke's calmness and tuning into the Force would give him advantage.
3: Yeah, that's pretty much what I think. I think the the <laughs> the power of the Force would would trump anything. Now, here's a question: Do you think? Because I kind of get the feeling too that I think that Poe Dameron may be the better pilot. But do we think that just because we have the benefit of better technology to show us? And
4: the only time I've seen Luke in a a ship is really the end of episode four and the beginning of episode five.
3: Right. But the technology at the time didn't allow him to do all the crazy shit we've seen Poe doing. You know what I mean? I mean, of
4: course, that has a lot to do with it.
3: But, yeah, I, I kind of agree. I, I think.
4: think Han Solo's a better pilot than Luke Skywalker. I think Anakin, yeah. Poe Dameron, and Han Solo are all on the same level. Anakin may be better than both of them.
3: Um, Like, yeah, it would be cool to see uh Vader and Maul face off. There's a problem with that. I don't see a situation where Vader and Maul face off that Maul walks away alive. You know, and we already know what happens to Maul. He dies in an episode of Star Wars Rebels. So um and and I agree. I agree that a lot of times like Star Wars fans can can bring things to life and make things happen in Star Wars, but <laughs> When, I don't think this one, man. I don't know. Yeah, that that solo movie did not do so hot, you know? So I don't know. You know, I'm still holding out hope that we get it on the Disney streaming service, you know?
4: Yeah.
3: And that would be cool. That would, I mean, you know, it would at least give them the opportunity to tell the rest of the story that they they set up with Kira and the Crimson Dawn and, and all that. But you know, we all, like I said, we also have an endpoint for Maul, uh, as far as Ray Saber, uh, maybe stick around after the emails. We might have a little information about that. Um, that, that came out this week. So, uh, and look, man, like, I'm sorry if you didn't dig the last Jedi, but you've got to know by now, like you've, you've been catching up like a madman. Like, didn't you just start from episode one like a week ago, and you're already up to episode forty nine? Damn! But you got to know, like Will and I are big fans of that Last Jedi and Ryan Johnson. So,
4: but it's okay that he didn't like it. No. I'd like to hear why. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, that'll be cool too.
3: At this point, like I, I feel like I've heard all the Last Jedi complaints. This is not a dig at him in any way. Like I just feel like at this point, I'm well versed in Last Jedi complaints, and I've yet to hear. Any that changed my opinion on it, just like I'm sure a lot of people that like the La- didn't like the Last Jedi, haven't heard people that are into the Last Jedi say anything that's changed their opinion about it. You know, if if there's one thing that's true, it's the Star Wars fans are typically pretty set in their opinions. You know,
4: or they, they either love it or hate it. I mean, that's that's the two camps. You're
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I you know. Uh, I would say there's some middle ground. I've met some Star Wars fans that weren't like, I didn't hate The Last Jedi, but I didn't love it. It's like middle of the road for me. I've definitely, but I could say that about any of the, especially the newer Star Wars movies. You know, like I've met people that were like, you know, I love The Force Awakens and I've met, to be honest, like actually talked to in person, I've only talked to one person ever that was like, The Force Awakens was terrible. And I was aghast. I was like, what? (gasps) How
4: dare you, sir? What?
3: What are you talking about? Um, But yeah. All right, let's see. We got some more voicemails. I think we got two more voicemails and then maybe one email. Maybe two. No, two emails. So uh, next up, we've got our buddy Rural Farm Boy. Let's hear what he has to say. How doing, Haws and Will? Bet you that's how it starts off.
5: How do Haws and Will?
3: Yeah,
5: it's rural farm boy. Been home for a few hours from work now. Got day off more, so three day weekend for me. And sitting here killing some time, getting me caught up on what all I ain't got caught up on this week. Star Wars show and such. Waiting for ten o'clock roll around because I'm going to jump in the chat room with the Star Wars Underworld boys when they're doing their show so I jumped into the discord which I am now a very proud happy member of your patreon just looking for some Star Wars chitter chatter and a couple folks was in there and then Hodge just done come in kick me in the ass when I weren't expecting it and then I seen somebody says well you best get a voicemail in quick so thought I'd send you this here quick And looking forward to listening to what all the show is going to be about this Saturday. Again, when I'm making my coffee and my bacon, biscuits and gravy. Yeah, again, I do biscuits and gravy every every day of the week. Oh, and that there ticking you done heard? That's my pocket watch sitting there on the table. Ah, Seeing folks on the radio, may the force be with you.
3: Right on, buddy. I'm glad you uh, made it into the Discord server for uh listeners don't know that's a little patreon perk we got going you could chat with some other moisture farmers and make jokes about woody harrelson eating the booty like groceries that happens from time to time actually a lot of recent talk has been red dead and pictures of animals boy does that not sound like fucking blue harvest to me that's money i gotta say our buddy rural farm boy is a prolific star wars podcast fan Like it seems like every day he'll, he'll post these are Star Wars podcasts I'm listening to and it's just a list man of all kinds of podcasts and I'm real stoked. We're part of that group. He listens and interacts with a lot of them. He's an A1, A tier Star Wars podcast fan, man. Indeed. Oh, speaking of Star Wars podcasts, I got to make a recommendation to you and our listeners. I heard a phenomenal episode. Of a Star Wars podcast this week. It's our friends over at the Scavengers Horde. Episode 85. They did an episode where they broke down... I'm going to try and explain this in a way as... Like, a third intelligently as they did. Like, the literary parallels between the sequel trilogy and, like, classic literature. And it was fucking fascinating and and the kind of thing like where i hear it and i go oh oh that's what smart star wars fans do meanwhile i'm sitting here talking all like oh you guys ever seen that guy in the prequels he's got a head that looks like a dick (laughs) that monster in resistance poops purple (laughs) Ah, our level
4: of Star Wars humor.
3: Yeah, man. It's blue. Bantha poodu <laughs> Bantha Poodoo. But yeah, guys, if you want like an in-depth, like, really, like a deep dive into that subject matter, I couldn't recommend it. They do a great podcast as it is, but that one I was like, this is academic as fuck, y'all. Damn. <clears throat> I love I love hearing um Star Wars fans like get down to the nitty gritty academia behind it because I'll be it honest sounds
4: right up my Star Wars y
3: NPR alley. It's it's not something that I'm I don't think I like you ever hear something where you're like or you see somebody doing like, okay. As a chef, do you ever see or experience a meal where you go like, I'm confident in my abilities as a chef, but this is next level. Like, this is a level above where I am right now.
4: Yeah, I mean, I encounter, not often, but I do encounter.
3: Right, and that's how I feel as, like, a Star Wars podcaster. Like, I'm confident in my abilities. I enjoy doing what I do, but sometimes I'll hear an episode, and I'll be like, Oh, <laughs> that is on a that is in a different realm. That is on a, a, a higher plane than what I am producing right now. And this is it, this was that case. It's really good. I can't recommend it. No, no, no.
4: Sounds like some PhD level Star Wars. Yeah, it
3: is. It is. <clears throat> All right, we got one more voicemail from the for the evening. I think this is the first time our buddy Tracy that we got to hang out with at um, Steel Show in L.A. I think this is his first time. Calling into the show let's hear what he has to
1: say hey hudson will it's tracy i just finished skinning an alligator here in san denis i'm about to get back onto my horse lord vader that's a good boy you're my boy hey boy just wanted to take a moment to thank you guys for another great holiday special made for an amazing travel companion it kept me entertained for For my flight from Minneapolis, Minnesota to Los Angeles. And then the drive home from the airport. I feel like I ripped you off like a couple of swinging pig farmers that I met one time. Hmm. Goddamn pig farmers. (sighs) What I want to say is, I got far more than my money's worth for a $4 purchase. As a matter of fact, I'd like to add more to what I paid for it. Is that possible? Okay, sirs. I need to go hunt for more shit for more gear. Baba buoy, y'all. <laughs> he
3: even threw in a little Baba buoy there. Baba buoy. Um, thanks, man. I'm glad you enjoyed the holiday special. That means a lot. Um, once again, if you guys are interested in joining the Cool Kids Club, like Tracy, and helping out the Castle Toy Run, uh, Blue Harvest Podcast for all your holiday special needs. Just um maybe a little over a week that's gonna be for sale before we have to cut off sales in time to make sure the funds are there in time to uh you know get stuff for the toy drive. Speaking of this, so did you catch the uh the pig farmer reference that he's talking about for um Red Dead?
4: Yeah, where you carry the body to the pig farm.
3: I don't think that I see Jesse ran into these pig farmers that robbed her like it was a weird sort of side quest thing. And I have yet to run into it, but I hear people talking about it all the time.
4: No, the the saloon right next to the doctor's office that had the thing running out of the back in Valentine. Yeah. There's a a whore there and she's like, oh, this guy was going to hurt me. So I had to kill him. And she's like, can you help me? And I was like, yeah, sure. So I grabbed the body and I took it around the corner to this pig pen. And you throw the dead body in the pig farm and the pigs eat the body. Right. Uh, but it, it happened twice. Like it happened twice with the chick.
3: Right. I know I've had it happen once. This is something different where you're riding around. I think it's somewhere sort of northeast on the map. And you come across this pig farm. What are the, What's the name of those crazy pig farmers? the aberdeens at the aberdeen pig farm and i haven't come across that they apparently like you if you stop and hang out with them you have a couple of drinks and they drug you and you wake up and you've been robbed and then you can go back and get your revenge on them i haven't come across it yet i think maybe i should seek it out um but i'm kind of in the middle of something crazy on red dead right now that i don't want to spoil because I just got to, like, chapter five, and it starts getting pretty crazy. Anyways. All right. Uh, That does it for voicemails. Now we're going to move on to emails. And first up, we have Chris Hall. Um, If I'm not mistaken, this is fucking artist Chris Hall. If it is, you guys got to check this dude out. He does some fucking crazy Star Wars artwork. Not just Star Wars. He does... Uh, I think I've seen him do Lord of the Rings and stuff, too. Um, After I read his email and we discuss it, I'll look up his social media stuff so you guys can check it out. Uh, Hey, Halls and Will. It's your buddy Chris here from the UK. Long-time listener, first-time emailer. Halls, I recently heard you, I think it may have been on Rogue One, talking about your Star Wars tattoos on your leg. I myself am a big fan of the art of tattooing and have an array of Star Wars tattoos on my left arm. I started with a part portrait of Akbar, then it quickly turned into a full sleeve featuring my favorite aliens and weirdos from the original trilogy era. I'd love to know what characters you have immortalized on you, Halls. I'm guessing there's some sweet Boba Fett action on there somewhere. And Will, do you have any tattoos from a galaxy far, far away? Anyways, thanks for the awesome podcast and all the quality content you guys provide. Thank you, buddy. Um, Will, do you have any tattoos? I have no tattoos. No tattoos, yeah. I, I no knew that tattoos. but I don't know. Maybe I maybe Will would be uh maybe Will would surprise me. Um so I have on my right arm my newest tattoo is a bearded stormtrooper that our buddy Adam Stafford did for uh, some Rogue One artwork, uh, specifically for me. And as soon as I saw it I was like I'm I'm getting that as a tattoo. Fuck a t-shirt. I'm getting that for permanent. Um, and then, yeah, I have a whole leg from the knee down. is like a grayscale uh, Star Wars leg piece. I guess what that's what the cool kids call it. Um, and I got Boba Fett on there. Jabba the Hutt. Vader. Yoda. Uh, Princess Leia. R2-D2. Uh, The Death Star from Return of the Jedi, X-Wings, TIE Fighters, and then the back, which needs really bad, needs some touch-up work, like a lot of touch-up work. It's pretty much all Empire Strikes Back, so it's Luke on, or Han on the Tauntaun, Luke in his Hoth gear, probe droid. Man Um, in the bathtub. Yes, the man in the bathtub droid. Hey, Jesse, come here. You want these? They shouldn't be. Where where did you get those batteries from? Were they on top of the pile of books? Or were they on the table? Because if they were on top of the... I have a system, so don't just gra- bri- blindly grab rechargeable batteries. I have a system that works for me. These are dead? Huh? <laughs> um, but yeah. And I... I believe I will eventually have at least one Star Wars sleeve. After I got that giant fucking bearded Stormtrooper, I was like, well, might as well go the rest of the way. Uh, I think my next one will be uh, Kia D related. That's all I'll say. Fuck yeah. And I have a design that uh, our buddy Adam's going to work on when he has some chance, like a chance, sort of like a mirroring design for the other arm, but... (laughs) <laughs> Anyways, um I got distracted. Okay.
4: I don't.
3: All night, my man. Alright, this one's from our buddy Utah Duggy Hall's and well. I was talking to a friend and he isn't a huge fan of the new cinematic Star Wars Disney Star Wars. He wanted to know if I could push the red reset button, would I? I would like to ask you guys the same question. What if Doc Brown showed up in that DeLorean and asked you to go back with him to help fix the Star Wars future? I would get in the DeLorean, but would go back and shift the timeline around. I would leave everything as it is, but shift the current episodes 7 through 9 to episodes 10 through 12. I would then go back further and have them make a 7 through 9 with the adventures of Han, Luke, and Leia. Maybe the Rise of Snoke and some badass Luke fights. Can I have my cake and eat it, too? Either way, I'm really excited to hear you two awesome dudes every week. Keep up the good work, Utah Dougie. What do you think of that, Will?
4: You're going to call me a Disney shill, but I'd keep it as is. But coming from a Dungeons & Dragons man who knows the gamble, just remember, if you hit that reset button, you could roll a one. Okay, you should be thankful (laughs) for what you got. Because if you roll those dice, you could come up with some shit that's way worse. Than what you've got. You know, butterfly effect. Yeah.
3: I'll say this. I like his idea of making... Keeping the sequel I do trilogy. like that. I do honestly. like that idea a lot. Like the sequel trilogy we have now. Not changing a thing. But just making that episodes 10, 11, and 12. And then going back and making 7, 8, and 9. You know. Be, a reality within 10 years of the end of return of the Jedi. So then we could get, you know, older Luke, Han and Leia, but still at the age where they could be up to some serious shenanigans, shenanigans. And that way we would get to see like, you know, a young Kylo Ren and Luke off on adventures together. And maybe even like, wouldn't it be cool if the episode nine of that trilogy ended with, um, kylo turning on luke and and luke making his mistake and blah 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 all that stuff you know that'd be a pretty pretty interesting end for that trilogy but i i like the concept of that uh i don't know that i you know i'm much like luke or luke uh will the luke skywalker of my world um i don't know that i would really change anything either like i'm i'm happy with the sequel trilogy in the spinoff movies we've gotten so far. Like I say it all the time. And not saying that Dougie isn't happy with it. Because clearly he is. Um, I say it all the time. Like you guys will know. If there's a Star Wars movie that I really don't dig. I will not be able to hide it. You know like. I, would I know be, that. I'll be so disappointed. But I'm like. I guess I'm just also easy to please. Like if I'm invested in something. Like I'm along for the ride. Ending of Lost, loved it. The ending to Mass Effect 3, loved it. <laughs> Star Wars prequels, loved them. Star Wars sequels, loved them. Star Wars spinoff movies, loved them. Fucking, you know, I'm in. I'm in for Star Wars. Mm. I, if, I, if I could go back in time, though, I would, uh, I know what I would do. I would do the Boba Fett movie before the solo spinoff movie. Ooh,
4: that's a good idea.
3: You know? Just because, at least I would have gotten that Boba Fett movie. (laughs) And then they would have probably been like, well, yeah, Boba Fett, like, let's say Boba Fett came out this May instead of um, Solo, and let's say it performed the same at the box office as Solo did, so it was kind of a disappointment financially. Yeah. Like, they would probably look at that and go, okay, Boba Fett didn't do that well, but a Han Solo centered movie that'll do that'll have to do better Han Solo's much well more well known and a bigger character than Boba Fett so we're still going to go ahead with the Han Solo movie so that way I also can proverbially have my cake and eat it too I'll get a Boba Fett movie and a Han Solo movie that's what I would do with a Star Wars time machine (coughs) and I would go back in time and make Kia D the star of the prequels
4: And I'd make sure they filmed episode nine before Carrie Fisher died.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one too, man. Still, that is going to be such a, like, I'm so excited and so glad that they have the leftover footage available to work her into episode nine, but it's like, I know there, you know, it was rough watching episode eight the first time after what happened to Carrie Fisher. Of course. It was rough watching the end of Rogue One after she passed away because that movie was still in the theaters and I was still going to see it after she passed away. But seeing episode nine and knowing like that is truly it for Leia and and her appearances in Star Wars. It's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. All right, buddy. So that does it for regular news. That does it for emails. You want to get into light spoiler territory?
4: Yeah. Can we take a real quick break? Absolutely.
3: Okay, guys. So if you're, like I said, super sensitive to spoiler type discussions, then this section might not be uh, your cup of tea. So thanks for listening to this week. We'll catch you next week. But I don't think it's anything super heavy. There is no plot points there's no major information, but some interesting information nonetheless. So we had an interesting development in Star Wars fandom this week. Um, there was a Reddit post from someone who was claiming to have seen a marketing presentation from Disney for their 2020, 2019 uh, slate of films. So, you know, like Disney or um, uh, Aladdin Lion King, Avengers Four, and of course Star Wars Episode Nine. Now in the presentation for episode nine, like I said, they didn't give away a ton of stuff. Um, and you know, the thing about Reddit post is people are always trying to pull some kind of shenanigans. And is it just for
4: clicks or is that just for the lulls, as they say?
3: You know, I don't know what it is. I don't know if people make up fake shit on Reddit like why do people make fake shit up on YouTube? It, it, like, on YouTube, I at least can see that like, you know, if you get enough views, you can make a couple of bucks off of it. As far as Reddit goes, I don't know. Maybe it's just you're bored and you want to stir the Star Wars pot with some ridiculousness. So normally, you know, a post like this on Reddit, we wouldn't really take that seriously. Well, then enter our buddy Jason Ward, who backs up the information in this Reddit post and says. Well, actually, this is a lot of the same stuff I've heard about episode 9 in The Mandalorian. Okay. So, you ready? We'll do uh, episode Nine first. first. Now, I'll just yes. break it down to you in like bullet point fashion. Kylo Ren is going to be wearing his helmet again.
4: Okay, the same helmet or a redesigned version?
3: A repaired version of a the repair. same helmet. Virginia. And how is it repaired? Apparently it's put back together with some sort of red crystalline bonding substance.
4: Interesting. That's going to look badass.
3: It is going to look cool. Um <clears throat> you know, I saw I definitely saw some reactions that were like, "Oh, I bet you that's going to look cool." And then I saw some that were very upset that they were going to be hiding uh, Adam Driver's face again. I would say like you know, this is just the the barest mention of him wearing this helmet. We have no idea, like, from this information. It could be in one scene like it was in The Last Jedi. It's absolutely not going to be the whole movie. I would say it's not even going to be as much as it was in The Force Awakens. There will be plenty of times when you get to see Adam Driver. And, and I do understand some people's reaction to that because you definitely get a more nuanced and emotional performance from an actor when you can see their face as opposed to it being hidden by a helmet
4: but you can also have a bigger sense of villainy impending dread and doom i think the
3: scare of a mask yeah i think you'll get both in fact i know you'll get both you will see adam driver when when the the emotion of the scene is like is needed he's gonna have that mask off it's gonna be it's just like how J.J. didn't have him kill Han Solo with his mask on. You know what I'm saying? It was a lot more powerful for him to have the mask off in that scene. Um, And just like Ryan felt like for what they were doing in The Last Jedi, he preferred to have him without the mask for most of the movie. Right. So, I said this on Rogue One. I'm going to back up this statement again. I think it will be he'll be wearing the mask more than he was in The Last Jedi, but less than he was in The Force Awakens. That's kind of my prediction. Secondly, Ray has a lightsaber. Spoiler. And it appears it is a reforged version of the Skywalker saber. So it looks like somehow Ray has repaired the saber and is uh, rocking that. Cool with me. Hell yeah, it's cool <laughs> with me too. Um, And what else was there? Um, There was also mention of the Knights of Ren. So it looks like we might actually get some full-on Knights of Ren action in this movie. Um, Now, this person, you know, at this marketing meeting, you know, they didn't show footage or anything. Apparently, it was like concept art and things of that nature, right? Okay. I don't even know if it was actual stills from the movie. So, you know, he, it's not like he got a lot of, he got no plot points. They basically just said that, you know, the movie culminates in a final duel between Rey and Kylo Ren. Surprise, surprise. Who didn't see that coming? You know? Right. And then, you know, sort of went into like Kylo's helmet, Knights of Ren, Rey's lightsaber, (coughs) Um, mentioned a jungle planet, which, you know, we kind of already knew about from locations and stuff that have been used. Yeah. Either way sounds cool to me. I think the coolest thing from that is the idea of, of Kylo's helmet having like a red crystalline bonding substance that has repaired it. Like I just, I have a feeling that's going to look real cool on film, especially if it like, I don't know about glows, but if it like appears to, depending on the lighting circumstances and stuff, could just see that looking really cool
4: that's what i'm saying it could has the potential to look killer awesome
3: yeah so you want um you want to talk about the mandalorian a little bit then you better believe i do okay so in this presentation only a couple of things that sort of stuck out to me one of which is apparently uh that picture that they released of the mandalorian that is not his final look apparently throughout the show he upgrades oh that's cool and modifies his armor to be like like so he's there's gonna what it sounds like is there's gonna be lots of toy opportunities for that dude you know or one really badass toy that comes with a lot of accessories but yeah that's what it sounds like why do that when you can give us fucking five different versions or whatever but yeah uh and the other thing is um, and the way Jason described it is it's the MacGuffin of the movie is apparently uh, at least some part of the plot of the Mandalorian deals with him protecting a baby.
4: Okay. That Talk raises, about a
3: humanizing aspect. Yeah. And that really raises a lot of interesting possibilities and Who might the threads. baby be? Yeah. Like... When you think about this baby and connect it to the story that Jason dropped months ago before they started filming or released anything about the Mandalorian, that what he was hearing about the, the live-action Star Wars show is it dealt with the reconstruction of Mandalore after the fall of the Empire. That really makes you wonder, like, is this baby the heir to Mandalore? That Is would make this,
4: perfect sense and be a kick-ass story. Right?
3: I think that sounds really cool, man.
4: Young um, Mandalore.
3: Yeah, and and, and like, who could, like you could connect that baby to any of the sort of bigger established um, Mandalorian houses that we were introduced to in the Clone Wars and Rebels. Like there's a lot of interesting uh, avenues that they could explore with that plot, I feel. Um. But yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it. Like, as for you know, as far as what they officially, or not what they officially, what this guy sort of dropped on Reddit that Jason then corroborated. So, right. um, I have a feeling though, if if we're starting to get stuff like this, like it kind of seems like, uh, the flood the you know floodgates work on Star Wars like, um. Like, little drips of information come out. Like, oh, a couple of on-set pictures. Somebody happened to come across Star Wars filming in Croatia. And then, like, a couple more drips, and then all of a sudden the floodgates out, open. So we're probably getting to the Oosh. territory where I myself am going to have to start being a little more careful about what sort of spoiler-centric content I um, partake in. Because, you know... Like I said, this kind of stuff that we talked about tonight, that's not the kind of stuff I'm worried about hearing about. Because for sure, like, if Kylo's got that helmet, we're gonna see that in trailers and action figures and promotional t- material before we see episode 9. You know, same thing with Rey and the lightsaber. Same thing with Knights of Ren, I would think. And then if the, the baby plot is the main MacGuffin storyline for the Mandalorian, for sure we're gonna hear and know You're... about that before the show comes out you know
4: oh definitely
3: so pretty light on like heavily spo- heavy spoilers but cool and really gets my mind grapes going nonetheless yours and mine both <laughs> but uh yeah i think that does it for us this week buddy thanks for taking the time on a thursday evening to record Dude, with thanks me.
4: for accommodating me yeah
3: man um guys if you like our theme song, please support the band that was kind enough to support us by loaning us their music. They are Stoned Cobra. You can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. Last week, I put out the plea for iTunes reviews, and like, I don't know, four or five of you jokers jumped on it pretty much immediately and left reviews. Thank you so much. You guys are the best. I really appreciate it. Let's keep that review train going. Let's get to 150. We don't have that far to go. Um, but yeah if you got the chance go on iTunes grab your significant others or family members phones if you don't have an iPhone just drop us a quick five time, five star review it really helps us out and we really appreciate it and other than that I guess we'll talk to you guys next week let's hope there's some cool Star Wars shit to talk about uh, here's to hoping here's to hope Star Wars podcasts are built on hope Of uh, the stuff to talk about but until then, this has been Blue Harvest, and I'm Halls Burkhart. And I'm Will Witten. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with all of you.
5: May the Force be with us.